1: See, I will send my messenger who will prepare the way before me. Then suddenly the Lord you are seeking will come to his temple. The messenger of the covenant whom you desire will come, says the Lord Almighty. But who can endure the day of his coming? Who can stand when he appears? For he will be like a refiner's fire or a launder's soap. He will sit as a refiner and purifier of silver. He will purify the Levites and refine them like gold and silver. Then the Lord will have men who will bring offerings in righteousness. And the offerings of Judah and Jerusalem will be acceptable to the Lord as in days gone by in former years. This is Malachi, the third chapter, the first verses. Then... If we go to Malachi, the fourth chapter, surely the day is coming. It will burn like a furnace. All the arrogant and every evildoer will be stubble, and that day that is coming will set them on fire. Says the Lord Almighty: Not a root or a branch will be left to them. But for you who revere my name, the Son of Righteousness will rise with healing in his wings. And you will go out and leap like calves released from the stall. Then you will trample down the wicked. They will be as ashes under the soles of your feet on that day when I do these things, says the Lord Almighty. This is Malachi. This is the source book for John the baptizer to come proclaiming revival. The day of the Lord is here. The Messiah is coming. But when Jesus described his mission in chapter 40 of Isaiah, it was he would gather his lambs and carry them in his arms. And in Isaiah 61, this is what Jesus said when he went into Nazareth and sat down and opened the scroll. The spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. And he stopped. The next words were, And the day of vengeance of our God. Jesus did not come as a baby in the manger to bring a day of vengeance on Israel. He came to save them from their sin he came to give them a chance to participate with him in the great work of redeeming the world but the day is coming that will burn like a furnace and it's coming very soon and all that has been said by Malachi now is true for us he is coming like a refiner's fire like launder soap He's going to refine like gold and silver in the fire. That's what's coming. Now, I've been just crying out to the Lord about what to say today and what not to say. But I want to stop. I'll be sharing much more today, but some of you have contacted me and said, please, would you open the mic And would you let us call in? And would you let us share a testimony on air? And would you pray with us on air? Or would you let us pray for our president? Yes, I'm happy to do that. So I'm not here usually on Friday, but I am today. I'm live in the studio, and you are welcome to call. I would love to hear from some of you. If you don't, I have much to share. But this is your time if you choose to use it. If you'd like to use it, would you call right now? Don't wait till the end of the broadcast. We'll run out of time. Call right now, 877-534-0780. I am happy to talk with you. I'm happy to hear your testimony about Jesus. 877 534 Zero seven eight zero. Would you call and offer that prayer, or would you call and offer that testimony of what Jesus has done for you, what this broadcast has meant for you? I pray you'll call quickly. 877 534 0780. Our producer Jamal, a wonderful brother in Jesus. He will answer your call and he'll put you straight through to me. Eight seven seven pardon me. Eight seven seven five three four zero seven eight zero. I'd like to talk a little bit about Jesus. I've been speaking with other brothers about Jesus. Part of what is so real to us, I want to share with you. And that is that for most of our lives, we've wanted Jesus plus something. One man said to me, it's not so much about Jesus. It's about not wanting to go into the fires of hell. So if that means I serve Jesus, fine. Whatever I have to do to avoid hell. He missed the gospel. I've had others say, I need Jesus to answer my prayer and give me money for that car. I need Jesus to come and and open the way for me at my job. I need Jesus to come and heal my marriage. I need Jesus, and it's always, I need something, I want something. I want, I want, I want. That does not win Jesus' heart. Part of what I've recognized that I too in my life have often wanted Jesus plus something. I need more of Jesus so I can be a more effective preacher. No. (laughs) That's wrong. I, I need more of Jesus so that I can be a better person wrong i need jesus because he's jesus not for any other reason i need jesus because he's he's everything to my heart there is no one else he is lord and savior he is he is awesome I need Jesus to come in the power of the Spirit so that I can know Jesus better, so that I can be filled with his presence, so that he would dwell fully in me and I in him. I'm hungry for more of Jesus. I don't want Jesus for what he can do for me. I want Jesus because of who Jesus is. I want Jesus because he's the redeemer of my soul. He lifted me out of the pit and the mire, and he loved me. He forgave all my sins. My heart is overflowing with love for my Lord Jesus. I don't need him to do something for me. I need him because of who he is. It's like saying, I need my wife because she cooks. Or I need my wife because she cleans. Or I need my wife because my heart's lonely without her. Wrong. None of those are the right reasons. The only reason you want your wife or your husband is because your heart found rest in him or her. You want them because of who they are. Well, my heart has found rest in Jesus. my heart has found its only happiness in Jesus. As one brother said to me, as soon as I set something up, this is what I need Jesus to do for me. Then I have set up an opportunity for the demons of hell to come after me, to block that from happening, to cause me to become impatient and angry, To cause me to separate myself from Jesus because of my bitterness over not getting what I think I need and want. No. I need Jesus for who Jesus is, because my heart has found rest in Him. He is an end in Himself. I don't need a beyond. I don't want a beyond. I want Jesus for Jesus. Well, our phones are wide open. 877-534-0780. If calls come in, we'll do this again. I'd be happy to spend Friday with an open line, just talking and praying with you. That would bring great joy to my heart. 877 534 0780. I'm Pastor Ray Greenlee from the National Prayer Chapel. You're listening to Pilgrim's Progress. I'm live in the studio and I'm waiting for your call. 877 534 0780. Jamal, do we have any calls coming in? Hello, Mr. Producer. Okay, the lines are wide open and we have several lines you can call on. 877-534-0780. I know if I teach, you won't call. You'll listen. I don't want you just to listen today. (laughs) I want you to come. I want you to share what Jesus is doing in your heart. You've heard me as I share that Jesus for me is everything. There isn't anyone else. There isn't anything else. Can you say the same thing? Is that your testimony as well? Call 877-534-0780. Come line with me. And share your testimony. There's no right or wrong way. I just need your your phone call to say, this is what Jesus means to me. So if you'd like to call, right now is the time. This is your time. I'll take Fridays and, and do this if today you... Demonstrate that you want an open line Friday. 877-534-0780. Jamal, do we have any calls coming in? Oh, those phone lines are wide open. And they're waiting for you and I'm waiting for you. Doesn't matter where you are around the country. This is a free call. 877-534-0780 call and testify who Jesus is to you or share the struggle you're in are you in the midst of of a divorce are you in the midst of a separation are you in the midst of a great struggle that's going on in your life then call and let's talk about it are you having trouble at work what's going on in your life others will be encouraged and lifted by hearing you share i know it's it seems scary until you do it and then it's not <laughs> so i'm just i'm just waiting for you and i'll wait as long as i can wait and then i'm just going to start teaching again and sharing the wonderful news of the gospel. 877-534-0780 Mr. Producer, any phone calls? Any lines lighting up? No. <laughs> All right. I know you're listening. I know you're there. I love you. And it's okay if you call, and it's okay if you don't call. But I won't do open lines if no one wants to call. I invite you to make that call right now. And Jamal, just cut in wherever I'm at and tell me if there's someone on the line, all right? Oh, good. We have a caller. We have a caller.
0: Yes.
1: Hi, welcome. Thank you. What would you like to share?
2: Well, I wanna thank you for being on the air these years that you you've been there and you you've come on, you know, steady, uh faithfully, uh to to um to uh, alert uh the people uh that God is real. And that, um, this world is not going to stand forever. And that, um, he offers, uh, um, a way out of, uh, being damned, uh, for sin. Yes. And, uh, you, you faithfully preach that for many, many years and come on the radio regularly. And, um, I thank God for the, for the strength, the energy and the focus and the determination that uh, you have exhibited uh, these years and the faithfulness of coming, coming on regularly to warn the people. So um, I really thank him for you and for your service.
1: Thank you, dear sister. I don't have a choice. It's Jesus. He just says, you just stay there and do what I told you to do. So that's what I've done.
2: Well, I thank God for you doing it. You've been faithful to the charge given to you. You really, really have. And I thank him for you. And and so many times I've I've turned on the radio and you were speaking right along the lines of what I needed to hear to help me along this journey. And I just thank God for you and for other men and women like you.
1: Thank you. Is there any way I can pray for you today?
2: Well, you know what? God has been so good to me. He, he's blessed me over the years uh, to learn about salvation and to surrender to my life to him. And he's uh, helped me in so many different uh, um, times when I've needed him in, in urgencies and emergencies and things. And he's just been so good to me. What I would ask you to pray today is for um, for two people who I know. And I'm sure that there are many, many more like them, who attend church, but they've never been um, born again, and they yes. don't know what it is. You know, they don't even understand what it is, and evidently, it's not. It's not preached clearly to them, if it's preached at all. But um, I, I would like for you to pray for all the people, for those, for the, these two people, as well as all the other people in this world who who also are are in religions but um they don't know what it means to be born again and they've never yes. experienced it
1: let and, me ask um, you let me ask you sister would you like to pray
2: sure sure would you I pray would. first okay
1: good pray all
2: right okay father god in the precious name of jesus christ who we thank you so much for um sending into this earth to pay the penalty for all people's sins who will turn to him and accept the free gift of salvation and repent of their sins and, um, and, and decide to, to learn and, uh, about him and, and his way and follow in that way. We thank you for that great, great gift. We thank you for life. We thank you for all of the provision you give to us here on this planet, Lord, Lord God, to sustain our lives. The fresh air and Lord God, all the different kinds of vegetation and, and minerals and vitamins and water. You give us so much. You're so wonderful. You're so gracious. You're so good. You're so kind. We thank you. We thank you for loving us, Lord God, down here. We're bad people. Lord God, we're so quick to do bad. But Lord God, you're so good and you're so patient with us, Lord God. And you're just you're just kind, you're gentle, you're caring, you're you're just wonderful. We we love you and we thank you. We thank you for loving us, for first loving us, oh God. Even when we didn't even know you. And, um didn't even believe in you, and you would come into this earth and pay the ultimate price uh, sacrifice for us. We thank you, now Lord God, we just pray today for people who who haven't been born again yes they 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 believe that they, that there's God or God, and they go to they attend church, and Lord god and they do religious things. But Lord God, they've never been born again, eat yes. within their spirits, they've never had your spirit come in and and uh and 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 take a residence there and begin to teach them and lead them and guide yes. them in in um in in your way and open yes. their understanding to the bible they They don't know that experience, and we ask you in Jesus name, Lord God, please, Father. Please, Lord God, please, some kind of way, um, give them a hunger and a thirst, even though they don't know what they're hungry and thirsting for, but give them a hunger and a thirst for for you, for your spirit to come in. You, the Word of God says that they that hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. And, Lord God, give them that hunger and thirst. Make them somehow know that they're missing something. Something is missing. And let them not be uh, contented. Until they pray through to you to give them whatever it is that they feel that is missing, Lord, we ask you also, Lord God, to uh, draw them to radio uh, programs like uh, like Pastor Greenlee's and others where other in TV programs where the people explain the born again experience that you offer to all of us. So we thank you. We believe that you will do it. We you did it for us. And we know that you're not um you you that you are impartial, that what you do for one you will do for the other. We pray this in Jesus' name. We thank you so very much.
1: Lord, I thank you for my sister's prayer. I come in full agreement. We touch and agree in the spirit. And we ask, Lord, for a spirit of conviction to sweep over Washington, D.C. and the metro area. We ask for a great hunger to arise in the hearts of men and women who are sitting in the church house but don't know you, Jesus. Yes,
3: God.
1: I ask, Lord, that you would break all religious history and culture that they grab a hold of. Lord, would you teach them about you, Lord? I just plead your mercy for your people yes, that you would that you would send that spirit of conviction, that your Holy Spirit would begin to hover over this city.
2: Yes, Lord.
1: Lord, thank you. And Lord, I thank you for my dear sister who's so encouraging and filled with your love. Lord, would you bless her today with your presence and give her thank opportunity you. to share your love with others. Lord, bring yes. them to her that she could share that good news. I pray in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Thank you. You're welcome, and God bless you. Thank you for your encouragement today.
2: And the Lord continue to bless you too.
1: Thank you. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Do we have any other calls on the line, Jamal? Okay, the lines are wide open. 877-534-0780 877-534-0780 What is your testimony? Or where do you need prayer? Where is your heart breaking? Are you hungry for Jesus? Or are you full with Jesus and you know that he's everything for you? 877 5340780 some of you've been listening as this precious woman has for years and your life has been shaped and molded by the holy spirit by what you've heard would you call and testify would you give jesus the glory and the honor for she's right the lord has given us everything he gave us himself "'Jesus is everything. "'There's nothing else. "'He's everything. "'He satisfies the desire of our hearts. "'He fills us with his presence. "'He comforts our hearts. "'One brother said to me, "'I was feeling very, very down. "'I I was struggling, "'and suddenly I began to be filled up, "'and I was strengthened in the Spirit.' That's what God does with us. He breathes into us. He loves us. He wants us to go through in victory. So would you call? This dear sister was very brave to call. She broke the ice. Now would you call? If she did it, you can. 877 534 Zero seven eight zero. It's an open line Friday, and if the response is there, I'll come back and do this on Fridays. I would be happy to just sit here and take your calls and pray for you, listen to your testimonies about Jesus and your love for Him. Eight seven seven. Five three four. Zero seven eight zero. I'm just hearing in the spirit. There are some of you who have your hand on the phone. You want to call, but you're afraid. Pick up your courage. Just call. Just do it. Like I used to go on the high board when I was a young man for diving, and I'd look down at that water, and I'd stand there, and the longer I stood there, the the worse it looked. My coach said. Right, just go out to the end of the board, do what I've taught you to do, and don't look down. Just dive. And that's what I would do. Well, I'm saying the same thing to you. Just grab that phone now. 877-534-0780 Mr. Jamal, are there any calls coming in? (laughs) All right. We're waiting for you. We're waiting for you. While I'm waiting for you, I'm going to talk about something. There was a man by the name of Arminius. Jacob Arminius. He was from the Netherlands. He was Dutch. He was ordained to the gospel ministry in 1588. He died in 1609. Now Arminius took a position contrary to John Calvin. He taught that a man did not have to be in the bondage of sin, but that bondage could be broken and should be broken by the blood of Jesus. Now some years later, A man by the name of John Wesley was born. That was 1703. He died in 1791. And he founded the Methodist Church. Now the word Methodist meant method. Method to be holy before God. He founded his church in the Anglican Church until finally they kicked him out. They didn't want his message, and I've been kicked out of an Anglican church as well. They didn't want the message of holiness. They didn't believe that a man could leave his sin by the power of the blood of Jesus. They make the blood of Jesus of no more effect than the blood of bulls and goats Hebrews chapter six and chapter ten chapter nine. But John Wesley took a position that there was a second blessing, that after a man was converted, he came to Jesus, he then urged people to go on into a second touch of God, which he called entire sanctification. It was very controversial and still is today. But out of that, people would have these wonderful, ecstatic experiences with the Lord, where they would be totally transformed and the old nature would be utterly removed from them. And they would walk in holiness with the excitement and with the power that was not evident in other people's lives. Now, I've spoken often of another man, Guy Bevington, who came after John Wesley. John Wesley gave birth to a whole myriad of holiness churches, assemblies of God, the Nazarenes, and many others, if not coming directly out of Methodism, were greatly influenced by John Wesley in Methodism. Now, they were touched with the fire of God and they were sanctified through and through. They were entirely sanctified. They walked without sin. They were washed and purified by the blood of Jesus. Then revivals took place. Awakenings took place. And many were baptized in the Holy Spirit and in fire. Azusa Street, what, 1900? 1901? Azusa Street was the the founding of the Pentecostal Church. And they were baptized in the Holy Spirit, but all of them also were seeking entire sanctification. And in Azusa Street, they were baptized in the Holy Spirit. They spoke in tongues, and they were also baptized in the fire of God. They were cleansed. They were purified. Even as Isaiah, in chapter 6, speaks of being in the temple and seeing the magnificence of God. And he says, woe is me, I'm undone. I have unclean lips, uncircumcised lips, unclean lips. And an angel, a seraph, with tonks, takes a coal off the altar and brings it and touches his lips. And he is cleansed. And he's filled with the fire of God. He's commissioned to go and preach, and he does. And he's, Isaiah, I consider to be one of the holiest men of the Old Testament. He scares me he's so holy. Now, this fire prepares a person to receive the fullness of the Holy Spirit. But what began to happen after this in the revivals of the 1940s? Oral Roberts, 1948, he began to take his tent and crisscross America. And for those of you who don't know the story, Oral Roberts was pastoring a congregation that was in his family I believe his grandfather had pastored it and turned it over to Oral. It was a young man with a couple of children. He thought he'd be there the rest of his life. But God put a spirit of discontent between him and the church. And finally, he was released. And he took his wife and everything they owned and pulled a trailer and headed to Tulsa, Oklahoma. He didn't know where else to go. He had a friend there who said, you can stay with me for two weeks, and then after that you'll have to find a place, and you'll have to find work. So Oral took his family to Tulsa, and one of the men there heard that Oral Roberts was in town and reached out to him and said, I've put up a a tent that'll seat 5,000 people on the outskirts of Tulsa would you like to come and preach tonight at our opening service and so Oral Roberts agreed to go and it was a cold rainy night there were maybe a hundred people in attendance in this huge tent he stood up and began to preach and as he preached suddenly people began to leap up from their chairs saying "I'm healed I'm healed God sovereignly moved and healed them. But Oral Roberts was a bit frightened by this. He was asked to come back the next night, and he did. But he was a little frightened about it because he said, Will God show up again? And the Holy Spirit came again and healed people. It wasn't long before that tent was jammed with people. And Oral Roberts knew that at that point his mission was to get a tent, and began to tour the country. And in 1948, he began to tour the country with one of the biggest tents that had been manufactured up to that point. And God kept showing up and healing people. Now, the problem was that Oral Roberts had a baptism in the Holy Spirit, but he had no baptism in fire. He didn't talk about sanctification. He didn't talk about righteousness or holiness. And then there were others, Kenneth Hagen, uh, Catherine Kuhlman, who came out of where I grew up as a boy, close to Grove City, Pennsylvania. I grew up in Sharon, Pennsylvania, out in the country, Sharpsville, Greenville. A. A. Allen, again, powerfully touched by the Holy Spirit, but not with the fire. Jack Coe. And so you have these people baptized in the Holy Spirit, but not in fire. And so great carnality came into their lives. Catherine Kuhlman, whom I followed and listened to when I was a boy and was punished for it. Dad said she was not real. I think she was real. But I think she was baptized in the Holy Spirit and not in fire. And so Catherine Kuhlman would do her meetings. Uh, my pastor, David Wilkerson, would often speak to introduce her. He would preach and then introduce Catherine Kuhlman. Finally, David stood up one night. He told me this personally. He stood up one night to preach and he felt like such a phony that he quit and walked away. And he left the Kuhlman ministry. Well, why did he walk away? Because he knew he was not righteous before God. The Holy Spirit was there, but righteousness wasn't. And so all kinds of foolishness, Catherine Kuhlman got involved with a the man. They say A.A. A. Allen began to drink alcohol again at the end of his life. Many of you have been touched by the Spirit, but you don't have righteousness. You've never been baptized with the fire of God. In this last day, we're going to have to be baptized in the Holy Spirit and in the fire. The fire. I want to read for you. This is what John the Baptist said. He said to the crowds coming out to be baptized by him, You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the coming wrath? Produce fruit in keeping with repentance. And some of you who've been touched by the Holy Spirit have not produced the fruit of righteousness because you've not been baptized in the fire. You still think you can walk in sin, rebellion, and you excuse yourself because you have the baptism of the Holy Spirit. But slowly, the baptism of the Holy Spirit will be withdrawn from you if you don't have the fire. I could name evangelists today, very popular, but their message is mixed with sin. And I dread the day they turn on Jesus, but they will. They will turn on him, and they'll bring shame to the name of Jesus, because they have not accepted the righteousness of Jesus. They've not purified their hearts says, Do not begin to say to yourself, We have Abraham as our father. For I tell you that out of these stones, God can raise up children for Abraham. The axe is already at the root of the trees, and every tree that does not produce good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. What shall we do then? the crowd ask, And he begins to tell them specific things that they must. Then in verse 16, John answered them all, I baptize you with water but one more powerful than I will come, the thongs of whose sandals I'm not worthy to untie. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Fire for holiness. Fire for righteousness. Please may I say this to you? If you've been baptized with the Holy Spirit and you claim that you have been, have you likewise been baptized with the fire? Have you been made holy? Have you been entirely sanctified? Have you been set apart by Jesus unto himself? Are you totally sold out? Or do you just like a man who plays tricks? Do you just like to be able to pray over somebody and have them come out from under some demon spirit this is serious you have to be baptized in the holy spirit and in fire and the great cry that john wesley has had was for holiness Arminius, the great cry, was holiness by the blood of Jesus, washed, purified, made clean, no longer walking in any known sin. The early revivalist Jonathan Edwards and others did not walk in known sin. Sister Mary Etter, this incredible woman of God, She had the baptism of the Holy Spirit and she had the baptism of fire. She had to contend continually with men, pastors, who had received the baptism of the Holy Spirit but had not received the baptism of fire. Now, I don't know how that's possible. I just see that that is what has happened. and many of those people who are baptized in the Spirit but not in fire have made a shipwreck of their faith. I need to be baptized fully in Pentecost power, both Holy Spirit and fire. Now, I have been baptized in a measure in the Holy Spirit, I need to be baptized with the fire. Now please, under John Wesley's ministry, it would take people some time. It could take intense searching after Jesus in the word and in prayer. It could take a week. It could take a month. Some people stretch it out for a year or more. It takes time. It means turning off the entertainment. It means turning off the television. It means turning away from the entertainment of the day. It means searching after Jesus with all of your heart. Luke, the 11th chapter. Asking, seeking, knocking until the Father sends you the Holy Spirit. But when he sends it, he's going to send also the fire. We've come to a point in time where we cannot afford to have people who are baptized in the Holy Spirit but not in fire. It's a sure way to shipwreck your faith. The Lord needs some people that he can use to reach out and touch others and he'll use them. But if they've not been touched by the fire, they've not been made pure and clean and they can only be used to a measure and then they're in danger of shipwreck. Well, we have five minutes left. There's time for one quick call. 877-534-0780. 877 534 0780. If you'd like to call, I'd love to hear from you. If you'd like to pray for this city, if you'd like to pray for our president, the line is wide open and you have about four minutes. Are, are there any calls coming in? Good. Put them on. Hello, welcome. Hey, Pastor Ray, it's Chris Weaver. Hello, Chris. How are you doing? Good. I'm glad to hear from you. What's happening?
3: Um, I just thought I'd give you a quick rundown. Um, seven years ago, now it's been over seven years ago, is when God really started turning up the heat in my life. And uh, I've been out there using drugs and alcohol for 35 years or more. Yes. And... Uh, I knew that the end, <laughs> something had to give. It, it, it was time, and like all I can say is, I think he used you. I uh, called your show, and you prayed with me. Yes, and I remember. I haven't looked back since, and the Lord is doing marvelous things, wonderful things. He's still, you know, we just have to, you know, like you said, keep <laughs> keep in in Him, abide in Him. Remain and, uh, in him, yes. And I've I've just been getting amazing results. <laughs> it's 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 a one it's a wonderful life right now. It really is. And uh, there's there's rough spots, obviously, but um, all I can say is uh, he's changed me for good, and I, I'm never never going back to what what I was doing before. So I now, just want to encourage now- you.
1: <laughs> now, Chris, I urge you to pray and stand by faith with me for the full baptism of the Holy Spirit and fire. Yes. Because God wants to use you in your testimony. He's, he's done an amazing work in your life. Right. I mean, you had no life. You were going down the tube. That's right. Well, let me pray for you, Chris, quick, before we run out of time. Lord, I thank you for Chris. I thank you for the marvelous work of redemption you have brought about in his life. And Lord, I thank you for his faithfulness to you. I thank you, Lord, that you've moved in his heart. And now, Lord, I'm asking you to baptize Chris in the Holy Spirit and in fire. Lord, I'm asking for the fullness of that baptism to come upon him and do whatever you need to do to prepare him to bear testimony with great power. Lord, I thank you. Bless my dear brother today. Thank you for your grace and mercy for him. I pray in your holy name. Amen. Chris, thank you for calling. You made my day. (laughs) Amen. Thanks. God bless uh, you, brother. I'll be in touch. Thanks, Ray. Thanks. Bye-bye. I'm so encouraged by the two calls that came today. We're going to do this again. I want you to know we serve a Jesus who is the most awesome person in all of the universe. His love, his compassion, his mercy You've been listening to Pilgrim's Progress. I'm Ray Greenley from the National Prayer Chapel. God bless you, my brother, my sister. I love you. I'll talk to you soon. Now unto him who
0: is able to keep you from falling and to present you blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy with great